This is the Anything Goes with Jackson Neal podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Jackson Neal here for episode number 132 of Anything Goes. Today's guest is Julia Nunes. Caught up with her when she came through Philadelphia to talk about her latest project, Uh Wow, a fun little EP she released. Before we jump into that conversation, I want to remind everyone that this podcast is available on all of your favorite platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud. Make sure to rate and subscribe so you get the new episodes every single Tuesday and Thursday. So Julia released this EP, Uh Wow, Earlier this year, back in the summer, it's just a six-song EP, but in the 20 minutes, it really, really kind of captivates you as a listener, uh, right in your face, and just a really, really fun listen, I think, uh, front to back. One of those kind of EPs you can press play on, and then you finish it up, and you just want to press play right again. It has a lot of uh, replayability, I would say. So I talked with her about making this project. She's also a really successful, just independent musician. And I talked with her about what it's like to be an independent musician and how she's been able to build a career off of this. I mean, she's a, she's spoken about it at numerous events on how she's built up this musician, her career as a musician being independent. So I talked with her about that, how her tour has been going and all of this other great stuff. So with that, let's jump right in. tour going it's going great i love touring this is only the second show but um seems like we've got a good little crew and uh everything is working out like pretty ideally mm-hmm. yeah I, mean, I saw it was only your second show so you're just kind of getting started you get those kind of early show jitters out of the way yeah yeah <laughs> so when, when was the last time you went on tour um well i've been playing a lot of living room tours over the past couple of years but this is totally different the last one of the living room tours i did was like in the summer but the last time i played like clubs was like at least two years ago oh wow yeah so you have to like get some knock some rust off when you go back on a tour like this you know what it actually feels like pretty seamless and we have our tour manager Katie is like so good at her job that I actually feel like I have to do less work than when it's living room tours like because I'm technically the tour manager when we do living room tours but with Katie I don't really have to do much (laughs) (laughs) it's always nice to kind of have that person just kind of in charge of everything and doing all that (laughs) yeah so earlier this year this year you released your EP Ugg Now did I mispronounce that? <laughs> you, just, you mispronounced the easiest word. <laughs> oh, I did? Is oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, sorry. I misread mis- <laughs> my own handwriting. Yeah. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah. Long day. Sorry about that. No worries. Kate, tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's six songs. It's like everything from like happy emotions to like very sad emotions. So the title is like, it could be like, oh, wow. In like a really positive way or like, oh, wow. In like a very sad exhausted way so you kind of wanted to kind of have that range of emotions going through it mm-hmm. how long did you take recording it it took forever it took about two years Gee, why did it take so long because i was depressed <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was just super sad and um like going through a, not just like a breakup but like a life reformation mm-hmm. you know um, it was like one of those relationships where it like slowly over the course of four years became like just us and like I had no more friends and like no, like wasn't talking to my family. It was a mess. And then we broke up and I 
I, I just kind of had to spend two years getting back on my feet and mm -hmm. then like trying to work during that time. I just like was bad at it, so it took a long time. <laughs> so you found it kind of hard to create during that time? Well, it wasn't hard to create music, but it was hard to sit down and do things diligently. Like I, I still have songs that I need to record from that time period. Mm -hmm. um, Cause like the creativity was there, but the like focus to, to work and like get it perfect and like, um, like take pride in it wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like that weird thing of like, maybe you have a lot of emotions, but that whole like following, you were able to write it down, just like the general idea of it, but following through and making it polished was yeah. kind of was kind of difficult. Yeah, polishing it, that's exactly the thing that I was like missing. Mm -hmm. So it was those emotions that you were feeling at that time that kind of inspired it, I guess I would say? For sure. And there's good emotions in it too, like, you know, a solid rebound relationship <laughs> made it onto the record. <laughs> I was going to say, because you said it was a kind of a mixture of like this, like, good to bad. And I mean, right there, you know, it sounds like some kind of a sad period, but you're still able to, you're still able to find like positive lights in that. Totally. Yeah. And now, I mean, now, especially like, I feel like I have recovered from, from the bad emotions, but uh, I still like the the music associated with it i'm still like sorting my way through that material because it's so dense mm -hmm. so like how, how much did you how many songs did you think you wrote i guess during that time if you had to put a number like a guesstimate a guesstimate maybe like maybe like 20. okay yeah how did you decide which records you wanted to really polish and put on this re on this one um, well, I worked with a producer and it was kind of like whatever songs, I sent her a bunch and then she would kind of take like a first like stab at fleshing it out. And the ones that immediately worked really well, I was like, all right, let's like polish these up and put them on a record. And the ones that like we couldn't quite figure out how to make them sound the way I was so vague with her. I was so like, this, I don't know, I don't like it, but I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. So like, we just kind of shelved those. We didn't push too hard to make something work that didn't feel right. Mm -hmm. So you kind of like went with your gut instinct, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It was about the sound. Like I knew I wanted the songs to exist someday, but for the sound, I, I went with my gut on like whether or not I felt like it was a good thing to put on this specific record. And we kept paring it down. Like mm -hmm. it started off with 10 and, and then it ended up as six. Mm -hmm. So I guess what, what was the sound about those six that you said oh, these need to be on the these need to be on it? I'm such a weird like hippy dippy person about sound production. I'm kind of just like, it needs to, I need to be able to like feel it in my throat. Like there's this bass line on a song called Used to Want and we probably went through like 20, variations like from synth to live to like upright bass like we just tried everything and I was like no 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 and then the final version I could just like I could feel it in my throat and I was like this is it this is the one so cool it's a, it's a physical feeling you, can, yeah. you get yeah I, I've never heard that one before I've seen I've heard like <laughs> you know I've heard people say like oh they a song sh like was like a color to them. Like they see mm. songs and colors synesthete people I is that what that's called I mm. guess yeah, yeah but synesthesia 
Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. But I mean, like the feeling in the throat, I find that kind of cool and interesting. Yeah. I think that that's like my main feeling about all music is when it when it like makes my like shoulders relax or like when I can like feel it like thud in my chest. I'm just like, all right, this is this is it. Has that emotional feeling that gives you kind of like a physical connection to mm -hmm. it. So you mentioned that that producer. Can you tell me a little bit about who helped you on production? Yeah. Um, Shruti Kumar is like the coolest producer in the world. Uh, was set up with her through our mutual friend, Anna Bulbrook, who runs a festival in LA called Girl School. Okay. And um, I reached out to Anna because I had volunteered um, for Girl School, the festival, a few times and just been like, all right, well, Anna knows all the best people in LA, it yeah. seems. <laughs> um, so I was like, hey, do you have any producers to recommend? She sent me a few people and Shruti was making the kind of music that I was like, oh, I've always wanted to sound this way. Mm -hmm. And so when I came to her, she was basically like, all right, I'm just not going to check out your old music. If you like if you're looking for a change, like I'm just not going to see I'm not going to box us in by your old sound. And um, I think that she like really crushed the the weird direction that I give her, which is basically like, I want it to be unexpected and natural, but but also synthesizers, so. Uh, natural and also a little uh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought it, like, cause I looked at some of her past work and you know, she has a lot of great stuff, a lot of a, yeah. a cool sound. So you didn't even, she didn't even listen to any of your previous stuff, just went in there with a complete blank slate. Yeah, totally. That's so, that's so wild to me. I mean, it's kind of, that's kind of a cool thing to be able to like, work with a producer like that. So did you notice when working with her, she was maybe offering things that you've never even considered in your own music before? Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, I've, I've always been kind of like frustrated by, like I love writing songs on ukulele and I love playing it, but I always felt kind of boxed in by like ukulele music. I didn't, I don't feel like I write ukulele music. I just happen to play it. <laughs> and um, And she was the first producer that didn't get like, uh, pigeonholed by the fact that I play ukulele. She's like, all right, you can play it on the demo and I'll take it out and, and put in different chords. And um, there's like four strums of the ukulele on I was, this one I was going to say, I saw that there was like a, barely any in yeah. the, cor the course's record. Yeah, the, there's one track, it's called Feels Good. And it, it, you kind of, it registers like a harp almost, like a little mm -hmm. angel harp, but it's a ukulele. So you felt, you feel kind of freeing, I guess, to get away from that instrument a little bit, even though you had, something that you've been working on for a long time now? Yeah, well, the funny thing is, is like, I'm not that good at ukulele. <laughs> I just kind of, I strum it like a guitar and I'm, I'm sloppy and I'm emotional about it. And it serves like a really beautiful purpose in that way. But um, for these songs, like I've been releasing music for 12 years and I was like, all right, I've done, I've done the thing where I like strum a ukulele and sing with a lot of harmonies. So. The fact that Shruti like didn't reference that at all, um, she truly took it like, all right, you wrote these on ukulele, but let's let's up the production, let's change the direct, the overall yeah. sound of a finished record. Yeah, let's polish it a little bit more, yeah, a different yeah. way. That's kind of interesting. I you know I noticed I saw you had gained you know a lot of uh, followings with your ukulele and your U and your YouTube stuff. Twelve years though, that's a, that's a long time to be making know. music, right? Yeah, you'll hear it tonight. I'll play like some of my earliest stuff on ukulele and I still love it so much. And then like during the soundtrack, we, we played like one ukulele song and then just immediately soundchecked one of the songs off of Ugg Wow that's like 
all the tracks. We'll just like play the tracks and my bandmate will play guitar, but you'll hear like the record in the background while I sing. And it just sounds so funny to hear them together, but yeah. it's all me. It's just 12 years of progress. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, so like how have, you know, 12, 12 years I'm thinking like that's, you're now over a decade. You think back on like how long you've been doing this a lot and was that maybe maybe thinking like, oh, this is, this is past year 10 now, because you said two years ago yeah. was when you started to maybe like, you know, have this kind of this shift. Yeah. Was that a conscious thought for you to say, okay, look, I'm 10 years now. Maybe I should switch my sound a little bit. Um, I think it's steadily grown out of my comfort zone every time. So like the record before this, there's three tracks that don't have ukulele. And I remember when I did that, I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. I don't know if people will accept this. Like, I'm really scared of what people will think if I don't play the ukulele, but I, I just, those songs, the, the three in particular, I was like, okay, they they don't sound like ukulele songs, so let's like see what we can do. And so like that was a step in, in a direction. And then like for this, it was just another step in like, a, I, I think I expand past my edges every time I make a record. Mm -hmm. So it's it's been a steady um, change in style. and for the most part i haven't got i've gotten a few like old men on youtube being like what happened to you you sound different now and but most people are like this still sounds like you it's just current yeah you yeah. just kind of you just kind of grew as an artist a little bit yeah yeah just kind of developed yourself a little bit so there's something i wanted to um wanted to touch on because i saw a little thing you You've spoken about being an independent artist at various panels, right? Yeah, totally. How did you get into like speaking engagements like that? Yeah, um, so I think the first thing that uh, really like started that was that I ran the first like huge Kickstarter. Like I asked for $18,000 and I made like $80,000. It was like the first year that Kickstarter existed and so Right after that, I started getting asked to speak at like South by Southwest and stuff where people were like, how do you make a sustainable career? Um, and I think also the fact that I've been like, my only job is to be a musician. So mm -hmm. for 12 years, like the longer I do it, the more impressive that is Yeah. <laughs> um, in terms of like uh, just sustaining a fan base and um and then I think it's like, I, my shows are not just music, like I talk a lot. And so anyone who's ever seen me play is like, all right, that, this person can probably like talk a little bit to, to a crowd about like how she does what she does. And um, every time I do it, there's like someone there that's like, oh, I gotta have you speak at this next <laughs> thing. So I'm like, all right, cool. That's how speaking things work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's all about who you know. Exactly. No, but I'm, I was, was going to say, I was looking through your career, kind of like charting it and how you, you know, maintain this fan base and just hearing you say, I mean, I changed my sound, but my fans still still like that. That's, mm. that's a tough thing to make totally. that pivot as an artist, because like you said, you always got to worry, will people still accept this now that I'm, that I'm pivoting into a different direction? Yeah, it really is a scary thing. And like my dad would always reference Bob Dylan and be like, well, when he went electric guitar, people freaked out. But... It's what he wanted to do. I think that's the thing is like, to have a career that's like really just like my dream job, like I would never want to watch it turn into something I don't enjoy. <laughs> and and it has at certain points, like I, I've gotten like out of touch with why I do it. And with this record and like this 
this kind of like the um god what am i trying to say the fact that like this record is a big change and then there was like a big change in my life at the same same time mm -hmm. like so now my life and the music are like back in order <laughs> after like kind of a weird they're back in sync yeah we're back in sync <laughs> well so you said that right there you kind of like sometimes fall almost almost out of it where you're thinking maybe this you know maybe i'm not going my career's not going how what usually pulls you back in what usually pulls you back to being in sync it's it's really just the songs like I, i'm always kind of amazed when when a good song comes out mm -hmm. like if i'm tired of what i've been doing and and i'm kind of like uh, what I'm, why I do this and then like I'll have a thought and it'll turn into a song and I'll be like well this is fucking fire this and I need people to hear it <laughs> every time I just like well shit I guess I want to put this out <laughs> exactly sometimes it's like the weirdest moments I've heard where it's just like crap this is the song I haven't I've been trying to write for three months yes. I stopped for like three days and the perfect song came out yeah and I still have so much to say like uh, this record, I'm like giving it, giving it its like due uh, spotlight for now. But like, I just have like another record in me like very soon. Okay. It's like, so, like there's like, a lot in here. When you say like another record, you think like something like shorter, like a six song thing, or maybe even like another like a full length. I think it'll depend on what I'd really like to do is like go to a cabin in the woods with Chase, my bandmate, and like make make whatever we can make and um, whatever we leave with, we just put out. Okay. That's so, kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's well, the luxury of like, I'm my own record label. Like I don't need to answer to anybody or tell them that I uh, like be under any sort of contract to put out a certain number of songs. I can just like make whatever I want. And mm -hmm. I have Patreon and Kickstarter and like, all I do is say like, hey, I have this, do you want it? And then people who want it can give me money for it. Well, I mean, that's kind of how I view being a successful musician. If you can right? be your own boss, you can make what you like, yeah. and you support yourself doing it. I mean, you can't get much more successful than that in my yeah. mind. Yeah, <laughs> the artistic freedom of, of this model where like Patreon and Kickstarter, I have like a direct connection with my fans. And, mm -hmm. um, and I still put most things out for free, like, the only thing that people really pay for is to get it early or to get the like, like when I was very sad and I wasn't doing so, so hot, uh, like on Patreon and the people who had supported the record on Kickstarter got to see like the process of, of like how much I was struggling. I put out a video every month that was like, geez Louise, <laughs> here's what I did this month. And I was like working hard, but it just wasn't like, it wasn't amounting to what I wanted it to amount to and yeah but, but those, those platforms are cool but like that's a great example of even this time where maybe you weren't being the most efficient and most productive yeah you were still able to keep that engagement with your fans and they were still able to be plugged in with you yeah. and chart your journey so that way when when they see the EP come out it's like I felt like I went through this process with them. They really did. They really <laughs> went through it with me. It was kind of intense. And I think that like, especially now that I'm doing better, people are like, oh my gosh, it's good to see you <laughs> feeling okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad to hear you're feeling better. Um, I just come and wrap this up and ask, you know, you have the CP out, you're now going on this tour. Mm -hmm. Just how are you feeling right now? I feel pretty great, man. I feel like excited for this show. Um, feel really lucky to be touring with Elizabeth and the Catapult. Her voice is amazing. And um, I'm really excited for people to see Chase, my bandmate, open the show because he has his own 
amazing music and normally we play like one of his songs in my set but he's got his own set and i'll get to be his backup singer for a couple songs too oh that's fun yeah <laughs> well thank you so much for doing this yeah thank you for having me again got to give a big thank you to julia for coming on to the podcast remember go down into the show notes there i have links so you can check out that ep she has out and follow her on Instagram so you can keep up to date, see where her upcoming shows are, see what else she has planned coming forward. And with that, that'll wrap it up for this episode of the Anything Goes with Jackson Neal podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, make sure to rate and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms. New episodes every single Tuesday and Thursday, although there will not be an episode this Thursday because it is Thanksgiving. For more episodes, go down into the show notes and visit the link to Jackson Neal podcast. Dot com. That's a spot where I publish all the archived episodes of this podcast, as well as my sports and music discussion ones. If you're a really big fan of the show, maybe consider becoming a subscriber over on Patreon. Over there, for just a couple dollars a month, you get access to really cool bonus content from a lot of the interviews I do here on Anything Goes. Most of the time, they're questions like, what, what music do you, this artist is listening to? Or, if, what's the favorite movie they've ever seen? Just things I weren't able to fit into the normal interview, but I think you guys would still really enjoy I write, record, produce, do all these episodes myself as a full-time college student, so any little bit of support really just helps me spend more time making these episodes. If you want to stay up to date on everything I'm doing, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at JacksonNeal20. Today's music is by Analog by Nature with their song CDK Sunday. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you all next time.